welcome to So Much More. I'm Jody Nisnik. This is a podcast designed to help you create space for God. Jesus, in some of his last words, found in John 16, 12, stated, There is so much more I want to tell you. He then pointed to the Spirit as the one who would come, who would further his teaching by bringing his word to life for us. So much more creates space for God to reveal his truth through his word. Today we are in the fifth of our eight-part series on the life of Joseph in the Old Testament. The passage we are studying today is found in Genesis chapter 42. So to quickly bring you up to speed on where we are in the story, Joseph was released from prison for interpreting Pharaoh's dreams. Now, Pharaoh's dreams told that there was going to be seven years of abundance, followed by seven years of famine. Joseph was also given a prominent place to serve under the Pharaoh and was considered second in command to him. The seven years of abundance have come and gone, and under Joseph's direction, Egypt stored massive amounts of grain that was then to be used during the seven years of famine to sustain the people. So they're in this seven-year famine period, and we don't know exactly where they are in the famine, but we know that Joseph was 37 years old when the famine started. So it's been at least 20 years since he's seen his brothers, since the terrible day that they sold him into slavery. Now, back in Canaan, where Joseph's family is still residing, they are basically starving. And so Joseph's father, Jacob, sends the brothers to try and get some food from Egypt because he's heard that there's food there. So it's in this passage that you'll hear a little bit of that process for Jacob sending the brothers to Joseph and Joseph's first interaction with the brothers. So we're going to do this passage today as an imaginative prayer experience So if you haven't done imaginative prayer before, I want to invite you to pause here, go back and listen to the introduction, and I'll walk you through all the details. Now I'm going to walk you through everything here as well, and so let's go ahead and get started. I want to invite you to just take a few deep in and out breaths as you posture your body and your heart and your mind in a place where you are ready to hear God's word and hear what the Spirit has for you. As you take another in and out breath, let me pray for you. Oh Lord, we invite you into this space, and we pray that it would become a holy and sacred space. Lord, lead us into your word. Help us to see the details that you want us to see, experience the emotions that you want us to experience. Draw us in to what it is that you have for us in this passage today. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So the first time that I read this passage for you, it is to help you just get grounded in the passage. So just listen, there's really no agenda. So this is a reading from Genesis chapter 42, verses 1 through 11. 
When Jacob learned that there was grain in Egypt, he said to his sons, Why do you just keep looking at each other? He continued, I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy some for us so that we may live and not die. Then ten of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain from Egypt. But Jacob did not send Benjamin, Joseph's brother, with the others because he was afraid that harm might come to him. So Israel's sons were among those who went to buy grain, for there was famine in the land of Canaan also. Now Joseph was the governor of the land, the person who sold grain to all its people. So when Joseph's brothers arrived, they bowed down to him with their faces to the ground. As soon as Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them, but he pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them. Where do you come from? he asked. From the land of Canaan, they replied, to buy food. Although Joseph recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him. Then he remembered his dreams about them and said to them, You are spies. You have come to see where our land is unprotected. No, my lord, they answered. Your servants have come to buy food. We are all the sons of one man. Your servants are honest men, not spies. So the second time that I read this passage, try to let the scene come to life in your imagination and just let it unfold in front of you, almost as if you were watching a movie. And as you allow your imagination to form this passage, notice who's there, notice things like what it looks like, even smells like, feels like. I want to encourage you to try and engage all of your senses as you let this scene come to life. So again, a reading from Genesis 42, verses 1 through 11. When Jacob learned that there was grain in Egypt, he said to his sons, Why do you just keep looking at each other? He continued, I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy some for us so that we may live and not die. Then ten of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain from Egypt. But Jacob did not send Benjamin, Joseph's brother, with the others because he was afraid that harm might come to him. So Israel's sons were among those who went to buy grain, for there was famine in the land of Canaan also. Now Joseph was the governor of the land, the person who sold grain to all its people. So when Joseph's brothers arrived, they bowed down to him, with their faces to the ground. As soon as Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them, 
but he pretended to be a stranger. And he spoke harshly to them. Where do you come from? he asked. From the land of Canaan, they replied, to buy food. Although Joseph recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him. Then he remembered his dreams about them and said to them, You are spies. You have come to see where our land is unprotected. No, my lord, they answered. Your servants have come to buy food. We are all the sons of one man. Your servants are honest men, not spies. Now, as I read this passage a third time, ask the Lord to draw you to a specific character in the passage and experience what is happening from their vantage point. You can be anyone in the passage or even a bystander. I want to encourage you to pay attention to everything you observe from this person's perspective. So if you're one of the brothers, pay attention to what their feeling and saying. If you're Joseph, pay attention to what you're perhaps feeling and saying. Or if you're a bystander and you're just privy to every detail, pay attention to how that is making you feel as well. When we're done with this reading, I'm going to give you some space to go talk to the Lord about the experience and what it stirred in your heart. So again, a reading from Genesis 42, verses 1 through 11. When Jacob learned that there was grain in Egypt, he said to his sons, Why do you keep looking at each other? He continued, I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy some for us so that we may live and not die. Then ten of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain from Egypt. But Jacob did not send Benjamin, Joseph's brother, with the others because he was afraid that harm might come to him. So Israel's sons were among those who went to buy grain For there was famine in the land of Canaan also. Now Joseph was the governor of the land, the person who sold grain to all its people. So when Joseph's brothers arrived, they bowed down to him with their faces to the ground. As soon as Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them. But he pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them. Where do you come from? he asked. From the land of Canaan, they replied, to buy food. Although Joseph recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him. Then he remembered his dreams about them 
and said to them, You are spies. You have come to see where our land is unprotected. No, my lord, they answered. Your servants have come to buy food. We are all the sons of one man. Your servants are honest men, not spies. So I want to invite you now to stay in the scene that you created in your imagination and have a conversation with Jesus around what you saw, what you experienced, what you felt. Ask him how it applies to your life today and then respond to him however it's appropriate. And I'll give you some time now to do that. I want to invite you now to take a moment to rest in God's love for you. Rest in knowing that he sees you and he loves you. Rest in knowing that you are forgiven and you are cherished. Rest in knowing that he knows everything that you need. we thank you for this time that we have been with you. We thank you that you do see us and you love us. Lord, no matter what it is that we are facing today, no matter what it is that this passage has stirred in us, would you meet us in that place 
and remind us that you have not taken your eyes off of us. Guide and lead us through today and through this week, Lord, and help us to rest in knowing who you are and who we are in you. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as always, I do want to just offer you a quick word of caution. I did invite you to have Jesus speak to you in this conversation. I hope that you had a conversation with the Lord in this space. It's one of the things that I think is really meaningful about creating space to be in God's word in this way is that when we slow down and we let the spirit draw our attention to something in the word that we can then go to him and have a conversation about it. So if the Lord spoke something over you, led you in some way, I want to invite you to share that with a trusted Christian friend, someone that can help you pray through and discern that those are really God's words to you, especially if the words felt like something a little different than normal. So do take some space to do that. Well, I also want to invite you to listen in on the companion podcast. I have Rebecca George joining me. She is a speaker. She's a writer, a certified career coach, and she also hosts a podcast called Radical Radiance. And she loves to help people pursue their passions in a way that builds the kingdom. I think you'll really enjoy that conversation. So I hope you'll listen to it. Well, thanks for joining me on So Much More, where Jesus has so much more to say to us. And we are creating space to listen. Do you ever hear sayings make their way through the culture and the church that seem nice in theory, but are actually theologically problematic? My name is Shara Donahue, and I'm the host of The Bible Never Said That, a podcast where we examine these popular sayings under the lens of biblical truth. We cover sayings like, God won't give you more than you can handle, time heals all wounds, and follow your heart. We also spend time exploring how people use Bible verses out of context. If you want to grow in discernment and truth, join us and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.